0: This is an encore edition of the Hour of Intercession. Anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Psalms, Psalm 27, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my light. And my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high up on a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, False witnesses have risen against me And such as breathe out violence I would have lost heart Unless I had believed That I would see the goodness of the Lord In the land of the living Wait on the Lord Be of good courage And he shall strengthen your heart Wait I say on the Lord Verses 1-14 through Psalm 27 And then briefly looking In the book of Ephesians Ephesians chapter 6 Beginning at verse 10, again, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10, and our encouragement to use it. Please be sure and take time to go back and read over these passages when you can. Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Father, we thank you once again for your word, the power that rests within and upon your word. Thank you for the anointing that permeates your word. Thank you for the victory that is ours as we learn to read and live and function in your word and in its power continually. Thank you, Father, for this broadcast today. Thank you for the ministry that we'll get a chance to share about today. We plead the blood of Jesus over that ministry, the work of their hands, and the blood of Jesus over the broadcast today. Lord, do a perfect work in the heart of every listener. Use it to bless, edify, and encourage billions plus in the building of your kingdom, and that billions plus would be saved and encouraged in the faith. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we pray for our listening family today. We're so thankful, Father, for their generosity during our recent charathon. You're stirring the hearts of listeners all across America. Father, thank you for that kindness to American Family Radio, ultimately the kindness to to listeners all across America as you use this ministry in a mighty way. We pray for our listeners. There are different issues they may be dealing with, whether it's someone incarcerated, whether it's uh, uh someone sick. Uh, someone who's been done wrong by a, a family member, Father, be near them, work in that situation, work in the different situations in our precious listening family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. I want to say again to all of our listening family, thank you so much for your prayers and the financial the pledges and the financial gifts that you gave during our Sherathon. God bless tremendously, and we want to, we never want to take for granted the fact that you helped us to accomplish what we accomplished. So thank you again for your prayers, for your pledges, for the gifts given, and we ask that you please continue to pray much for the ministry of the American Family Association. We very much desire your prayers. We are very honored to have as our phone guest today, Mike Patino. he's, um, uh, on the staff of Global Catalytic Ministries, and he's going to share about the work and the mission of this very dynamic ministry. Mike, how are you today?
1: Doing well. So thank you for having us, uh, uh, or me, on the broadcast, uh, and just excited to share what the Lord and the Holy Spirit is moving uh, in the Middle East and throughout the world in the West as well. Uh, it's exciting, but there's definitely, there's tension you asked about how I'm doing. There's uh, lots of pressure, uh, lots of anxiety that's going around, but the Lord is breaking through, and uh, I'm excited to be with a prayerful people that we can pray through this together. All
0: right. Well, again, the name of the ministry is Global Catalytic Ministries, and if we could just dive right in, if you would take a moment maybe to tell us a little bit more about yourself And then let's really talk about this. I want to mention that on your your website, I saw where basically a a summary statement indicated that global catalytic catalytic ministries exist to transform Muslims worldwide through Jesus Christ by means of disciple-making, church planning, and leadership development. And of course, that's a very brief summary. But would you dive right in and share more about both who you are and more about the work and mission of global catalytic ministries?
1: Beautiful, yeah. Uh, I'm the COO of Global Catalytic Ministries, which is the underground church in the Middle East and in 14 other countries across the world, uh, and just simply stated, we make disciples in the darkest places uh, on earth. Uh, so, you know, the history of Global Catalytic Ministries is uh, the leader, uh, that I'll just leave his name out, let's call him Brother X, that he... Uh, he, uh, it, from San Francisco, he gets called into the ministry. He le- leaves his $250,000 job in Oracle and gets called to Iran. He moves over there with his wife, and, uh, and he, he sees the church explode, right? So he, he, he says, it's like Billy Graham. I just say the gospel, and people come to the Lord. However, uh, the Ayatollah uh, makes the church the enemy of the state, and they start arresting and persecuting the church, and the church scatters, and the church disintegrates. And he asks himself, Lord, why Why in the book of Acts I look, and under persecution your church grows, uh, but now the church is scattering, this, the church is dying? And the, and the Lord spoke to him and said, because you made converts, not disciples. So from that point on, after a couple years of process. The Lord downloaded a process of disciple-making to help protect the leaders, but also a way to take them—take, really, the leaders out of the equation so that the Holy Spirit can come in and do the work, and they can have power encounters with the Holy Spirit Himself. Uh, So that is, in a nutshell, what we do. Uh, It started in Iran, which is the fastest-growing church in the world right now. We spread over to Afghanistan, which is the second-fastest-growing church in the world. Um, We have over 1,400 churches in 16 countries uh, across the world, Uh, and we recently just started 50 here in the States, and uh, what the Lord is doing is magnificent in this time, Um, but with that comes a lot of complexities of how to operate and security issues and things like that. So that, in a nutshell, is Global Catalytic Ministries. It's it's really disciple-makers that aren't connected, uh, you know, that don't have 501c3s, uh, that are just walking with the Spirit, building relationships with people, taking them through Bible stories, asking them questions, and the Spirit comes and makes an encounter with them, and their lives are changed. Uh, So we have just story after story of radical hate to radical love, you know, depression to peace, uh, and this is just what the Lord is doing in this day dreams and visions are happening of a man in white, uh, even, uh, within fire, a man in fire. And, uh, you know, so the, the people come to our disciple makers asking them like, who is this man in white? Who is this man in the fire? Uh, and then our disciple makers, um, tell them who this Messiah is. Cause I think it's, it's, you know, what Mahdi is this? And, uh, we said, this is not a Mahdi, this is Jesus. Um, so they, this is happening all over the middle east but now is even happening within western countries mm.
0: you know mike you you said a whole lot in just a few moments there and you know i want to mention one of the goals in one of the goals in our having you the privilege of having you on the broadcast is to help believers to know how to effectively and productively really pray for the churches that you're referring the church that you're referring to in iran and afghanistan and elsewhere as well so As we begin, would you take a moment now specifically to pray for listeners to be wide open to any and all the Holy Spirit wants to share with them in the way of giving them prayer tasks and assignments in the midst of what you'll be sharing today?
1: Yes, Lord, uh, just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this broadcast to tell the story of what you are doing across the world. Lord, stir in the hearts, uh, I, I pray so much for the Western Church uh, that um, that tradition doesn't calcify. That that there's an open understanding of what you're doing and how you are working and operating. So much tradition kind of sets our framework. Theology and doctrine is a bar- barrier between who you want, who you are, and what you want to do and what you want to reveal to us individually. So, Lord, I pray that we can just simply behold your beauty as the psalm was read before this broadcast, just to behold your beauty and see who you are and listen in in a clarity that that is next level for the individuals listening to this broadcast. Just continue shaking that you you started shaking us in 2020. Continue that shaking. We embrace that shaking, Lord, because we know you're moving. So how are you moving? What are you moving? Teach us show us your mysteries of what you're, you're you're teaching us in this day in this era in jesus name
0: and father to thank you for mike and thank you for the ministry and the mission that you've called global catalytic ministries to and lord thank you for every believer listening to the broadcast today father i pray that you'll do a perfect work in the heart of each listener stir in them a desire to pray daily for this ministry and for the work they're doing in the and the church that they're the, the church mission that they're carrying forward in Iran, in Afghanistan, and in other places as well. Lord, set the the church uh, afresh on fire there. Set the church all over the world afresh on fire. Stir us, yeah, Lord, Lord, to have a greater heart for missions, a greater heart for evangelism and discipleship. And, Lord, help us to understand that just the message that you put on the founder of this ministry's heart, you call all of us to be diligent disciple-makers, not just those that share the gospel, but you call us to make disciples. And what a privilege it is to help someone to not only come to know you, but to learn how to walk with you, to learn to be a warrior in the hands of your Holy Spirit, to do exploits, to build your kingdom, and tear down the kingdom of darkness. Help us to know, Lord, that every day is a day for us to go forth onto the the battlefield victorious because we are well-equipped warriors who know the word of God, who know who our Lord is, and who know how to move in the power of your Holy Spirit, how important it is that we be about your business every single day. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guest today is Mike Patino of the Ministry Global Catalytic Ministries. We'll be right back. of chris tomlin with amazing grace thanks for listening to the hour of intercession here on american family radio father we thank you lord for the church in the nation of iran thank you for the church in afghanistan thank you for the church fellowships that uh global uh catalytic ministries is working with and thank you for the church worldwide lord Father, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, You are our refuge and our fortress, our God, and You do we trust. Surely You deliver us from the foul or snare, and from the noisome pestilence You cover us with Your feathers, and under Your wings do we trust Your truth is our shield and buckler, and so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side, and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked, because we have made the Lord our refuge. Even the most higher habitation, no evil will befall us. Neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us To keep us all our ways They bear us up in their hands Lest we dash our foot against the stone We tread upon the lion and the cobra The young lion and the serpent We trample underfoot Because we have set our love upon you Therefore you deliver us You set us on high Because we have known your name We call upon you in your answers You're with us in trouble You deliver us and honor us With a long life You satisfy us And show us your salvation In Jesus' name we do pray Amen You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Mike Patino, the COO of Global Catalytic Ministries. And now, Mike, can you tell what can you tell us? What are you able to share with us about the culture of Iran in this day and time today?
1: Oh, you 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 prayed, Lord, is our fortress and our refuge. Um, You know, this is the consistent prayer. Uh, This is the posture. The Iranian Church. um, You know, they what if I told you that they don't pray against the Ayatollah or ISIS, or they don't pray against persecution here in the West. We like to pray against the uncomfortable things that happen, but their posture is like the olive is what they say. The more the olive is crushed, the more oil comes out and the more Mm -hmm. powerful that, that they get. So they embrace persecution. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they have to have conversations with their husbands and wives of if uh, secret police comes in and they are going to rape you, what, as a husband, what should I do? And then the response is, what's 15 minutes of rape, then eternity with heaven? Do nothing, stand down. Um, so these are the things, your prayer for refuge, this is their posture. But so right now in Iran, it's on a brink of civil war, and people are asking us, how are we standing with the people of Iran? and we're we're not stand because what they're doing is they're they're screaming for freedom, uh, but within the natural world, what we're doing is we're making disciples within the protest so that true freedom in Christ and true freedom uh can happen so that's that's the posture you talk about the position and posture of these people, and it's not uh when you meet them um, it's not like they're serious, it's not like they're special forces rangers. Uh, These are just joy-filled goofballs, if you want to say, right? Uh, Just full of joy, and and the Holy Spirit is all over what's happening there on the ground. But the the tension, there's definitely tension uh, we've had to withhold some of the women from the protests because of what they're doing and raping the women and and these types of things. Um, But now they're just full blown out uh, in in making disciples amongst the chaos that's happening. And, uh, you know, civil war is, is, is on the brink. Uh, uh, So we we are just in prayer and being prayerful about how we can operate. Mm since there's 824 churches there and in, 112 different cities across the country. Um, it's it's definitely difficult uh, to communicate because they've shut down the internet. Um, so these are definitely prayer points for us. But the, the, when when I talk to the Western people about um, uh, the posture of the underground church there, uh, mm-hmm. they're blown away. But what they're blown away by as well is when I tell them that they actually look at the West and say, "You have more persecution than we do." Like, what? How? How? Like, what grid do you have for that statement? Because that what they say is, "I can see my enemy," whereas you in the West, it's in your head. You can't see how the enemy is attacking you. So they pray for us. So that's the posture. If you want to see the posture of the church underground church in the West or in in, uh, in Iran. That's the
0: posture. Mm. Well, Mike, specifically, what would be some, uh, maybe, I'm going to say, four or five specific things you would ask the Church and listeners today to pray for your, specifically, ministry, Global Catholic Ministries, and the Church in Iran and Afghanistan?
1: Um, You know, that uh, was really, right now, it's protection. Uh, So there's protection, to cover John 8-style hide-in-the-crowd protection against the violence that is happening so that our disciple-makers can run free and continue to do what they're doing and spread. Again, it's growing at a 20% rate, uh, the fastest-growing church in the world, so that, that continues to happen with protection over them. Uh, but also the environment itself, that it's a perfect environment for the church to grow, The most persecuted places on earth are the fastest growing churches on the planet so that we continue to focus on that um, and that we can maximize this opportunity. Then the third thing I would say is communication with the them shutting down the Internet and limiting communication. It's really difficult to get anything in and out. Uh, So there's some things that we're doing that I don't want to get into, but just pray for release for the things that we're trying to do because, um, uh, you know, just the technical gremlins and, you know, that tatter there, This spiritual warfare when it comes to technology, even on this call today, there's some of that happening. Um, but th- that's another thing. A third thing would be uh, the security and the communication that uh, we can go forth and communicate with our leaders uh, on the ground.
0: Mm. Father, we thank you once again for Mike. Patino, thank you for the great work that you're doing through Global Catalytic Ministries. and Lord, thank you for every believer in the nations of Iran and and Afghanistan today. Thank you for all the believers in all the places where they've established churches. Father, Lord, help us to grow in our love and our commitment for one another as the church. Help us to recognize that even though... The church is separated by many miles and many nations and borders the, we're all one family we're one body in christ and that we need to pray for one another and when one hurts we should all hurt when one is going through difficulty we should all walk with them and pray with them and when one is rejoicing we should rejoice with one another help us to recognize that we're one body one family in you and that we must yeah. pray much for one another father we ask that you would supernaturally protect the believers in these persecuted churches, in these areas and other parts of the world as well. Uh, Father, we just believe in you, Lord, that you'd use your mercy, your grace, your angels, your spirit to protect them from hurt, harm, and danger. Stir them more and more to know, Lord, that because we serve a supernatural heavenly father, he's more than able to both provide protection, but the opportunity to continue to be the disciples and the disciple makers you want us to be. And, Lord, I pray that you'd help all of us to learn from the wonderful example of the church in Iran and Afghanistan, the fact that they're joyfully doing the work you've called them to do, to do the work of making disciples. Help us to know, Lord, that that's a task, that's your business that you've called us to be about every single day. Help us to be serious about this work of sharing the gospel, and once they come to know Christ, teaching them how to pray, teaching them to become diligent students of your word. Thank you for this opportunity to be involved in your work in the world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Mike, can you tell me now, uh, does the church have access to Bibles much at all, or is that very difficult at this point in time?
1: Really difficult because if you're caught with any type of Bible or scripture or anything like that then you're executed and imprisoned and raped and right so th- this is an offense so the way that we do disciple making um, it's it's taking scriptures uh, individual scriptures and then through this process of um, uh, meeting the person uh, then um, uh, then the, you know they, they realize that this person is not a secret police, right? So then just mm. little by little in the process, then that's when the, the Holy Spirit has an encounter. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving out some details again uh, behind how we do things. Right. Uh, but basically, if you looked at Luke 10 and the person of peace and how Jesus sends out his missionaries, uh, that's basically the process, but so two, two leaders, not from our team, but two leaders from another organization were caught and their phones confiscated and on signal, they were having messages and stuff and had scriptures and things and that got them in trouble and they were arrested and we don't know what happened with them. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it, it's really rough within these these uh, persecuted areas to have any type of Bible or, or things like that. So the disciple makers just memorize the scriptures, or they'll have a picture of the scripture, and mm-hmm. then they'll ask questions based on that. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the process, and the Holy Spirit comes and speaks to the person. Um, you know, w- one of the stories is you know, uh, by story three, a woman, uh, a little girl, was was raped by her dad, right? So it was talking about forgiveness in the third story, and uh, you know, when the question was, you know, what'd you learn about God? Is that He's a good father? And then at the obedient statement, the obedient question at the end, you know, you know, if these stories are true, what would you change? What would you do? What would this mean? And she said, I should forgive my father, and mm. only the Holy Spirit from a single passage. Can get someone to deal with so much emotional pain mm-hmm. and then get her to a point of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So she goes back, forgives her father, the whole family. Uh, becomes disciples and, uh, disciple makers. So mm-hmm. this is what's happening. The move, it's, it's, there's a real God need. It's really based on a God need. They need the Lord. They don't have a grocery store that they can go to for food. They don't have a, 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 a hospital that they can go to. They need the Lord to show up in real and powerful ways. And he does, right? The problem here in the West though is our God needs can be quenched. We can, we don't need to rely on God. He's he's reliable. He's our refuge, right? You, the, the, the Psalm 91 that you read is all of his characteristics and promises for us. But here in the West, we can operate outside of those things and meet our own needs. And this is why the state of the Church is what it is in the West, Mm -hmm. but I believe that that is shifting, and that is the prayer. We are passionate about what the Lord is doing here in the West and stirring your your listeners and stirring the people um, that we are networked with here in the West, and we are excited for what God is doing. Mm -hmm.
0: That's so powerful, to just to listen to some of the details of what you're sharing about. Just the journey that the Church goes through that's so different. And Now, you said basically in those areas there's no Internet at all for them to be able to communicate with, which, again, is a totally different world for the West in so many regards so, And so as far as, like, Afghanistan, so you said that's the second fastest growing church, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. And have you been there for about as long a period of time?
1: Oh, yeah. God is, you know, so we just passed the anniversary of the fall of Kabul, you know, last year the debacle of the pullout, and um, you know, we were actively trying to, you know, ke- you know secure our underground leaders and even high-risk uh, personnel. Uh, we created 32 safe houses. We were just doing this whole rescue operation behind the scenes that no one knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to date, uh, we were able to get 3,000 people out um, mm-hmm. and almost 300 orphans, uh, but that's that's the rescue side of things, and that's the relief side of things. But uh, I would say 70% of the, the underground church fled. We were able to get them out, but mm. 50% of those have come back because they want to affect the country. Mm-hmm. And we've seen immense movements uh, um, uh, in the underground church there in Afghanistan with uh, 500 churches launching in the last year and over 5,000 believers. And we're we're getting pictures of People being baptized with water bottles, and it's it just the story after story uh, of what God is doing is magnificent. It's a beauty from ashes scenario because when you you're, we get real time information, mm-hmm. and just little boys being used as sex toys, and and the you know the child bride, child soldier stuff that's happening, it just breaks your heart, and it just gets you so frustrated um, with what's going on. Um, But the Lord is moving in the supernatural, so we can have natural eyes on things Mm -hmm. and totally miss what the Lord and the Spirit is doing in the supernatural. We aren't losing, right? The Lord is winning Mm -hmm. and growing. And, you know, the enemy doesn't like it. Uh, So another prayer point uh, is as the Taliban hears of the growth of the underground church, they're now going door to door and trying to, you know, um, they're actively searching for Christians. And Global Catalytic Ministries, the way that we do ministry is a very secure process Mm -hmm. to help protect our leaders. But unfortunately, for the first time, we, we prided ourselves of not losing
0: Mike, we're going to pick up there on the other side as we come into a break. Our phone guest is Mike Patino. He's the COO of COO of Global Catalytic Ministries. We'll be right back. of Lincoln Brewster with more than amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Mike Patino. He's the COO of Global Catalytic Ministries, a dynamic ministry that's working and that God is using mightily in the Middle East to establish his church. Mike, if someone's wanting to get in touch with you, maybe to be a support or just to learn more about Global Catalytic Ministries, how can they do that?
1: you can email me at Mike at global catalytic or Mike at catalytic com, or you can go to the website catalytic com and find out more about the
0: ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in this last segment, Mike, would, do you have any more testimonials or stories that you can share that help us to better see God's hand moving mightily in his church there in the Middle East?
1: Yes. Uh, so there are just, countless uh stories but one story uh that just came uh to uh that just came to us was a woman who his, was married had a kid husband leaves her again in these countries women don't have any rights so now she's needing to find food for their for her child and she gets a job and the boss takes advantage of her and she basically is prostituting herself for the resource She meets one of our disciple makers, and within the process of conversation, she reveals her God need of, you know, um, of resource and depression and the prostitution. And the disciple maker says, Do you want um, uh, to have peace? Do you want to have God provide and meet your needs? And she said, Yes. Uh, She had her um, her obedience statement, and then the Lord shows up. Uh, the next day, and gives her a job and provides, and she stops prostitution. So it's just countless stories after this, you know, just story after story, just like this, is a God need is revealed, God shows up right away, and then meets those God needs. They have an encounter with Him personally, and transformation just happens dramatically. But in the process, they're actually making disciples themselves without even knowing it, and this is why there's movement is non-believers leading other non-believers to Jesus. So that doesn't make sense to the west, but this is kind of the process that happens because they tell they tell their friends about what the experiences that they're having mm-hmm. and then they're sharing stories and they're asking questions to their friends. So they're they're starting groups. So these these are the things that are happening. One more story in Afghanistan, father of seven kids, he has to choose which kid that he has to sell to get food for to save the rest of the family because of the famine uh, mm. imagine that choosing what how how would you choose a child mm. and you know to save your other your family so then in that process our disciple maker comes with food right so there's access and this this man is in such a hopeless imagine scenario then food comes and just the spirit coming alive and he sees the god of hope there's 99 names of Allah, not one as God is love. So when love is introduced, the Holy Spirit just comes with fire and is transforming lives across, across the Middle East, and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a movement uh, like the Book of Acts, if I, I can just
0: say that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking about that, that so much of what you're describing sounds a lot like the book of acts on situations to where you for example you know we think of the apostle paul as being great servant of the lord and we look up to him and we admire his his love for the lord but when you read through the journey the apostle paul went on through the book of acts he had a tough life he had a tough yeah. journey yet god was continually faithful to use him to work through him to get him through circumstances and so it 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 really is wise for us to read the book of acts with new eyes and new perspective when we realize we serve a dynamic heavenly father that does things in wonderful unique ways because well god is god you know so yeah
1: and he's alive and he's the same today and he's the same in the west he he can act the same in the west it's not like they have a bigger Holy Spirit or a a different Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is everywhere, and we can walk and have power and authority the same way as the, the leaders in the East.
0: That's right. That's right. Father, thank you for the privilege, the opportunity that you give every single believer to be used mightily of you any and every single day. Help us to realize, Lord, that, Lord, you're committed to your Word. And that as we hear your word and as we obey your word, you will demonstrate to us the power within your word. Help us to be obedient believers who are about the work you've called us to, making disciples. Help us to know that every day you can use us mightily as we simply make ourselves available to be used. Help us to live with the attitude of asking the question, to pray the prayer like the Apostle Paul right after he got saved. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Help us, Lord, to live with that attitude of humility, simply saying every day, Lord, what do you want me to do? In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. 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 Mike, uh, for the last few minutes, just whatever's on your heart you want to share with our listeners or pray, I want to give you that opportunity.
1: Yeah, I I really just would like to pray for just the realization. And I'm just going to pray now, just, Lord, just, Thank you for the church in the east. Thank you for what you're doing and how you're moving and 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 showing what the power of sacrifice and obedience can look like. But Lord, uh, there's such a posture of from the from the west that I, I can't be like that. There's special forces that, Lord, that that's broken. That's from the enemy. That the the, the leaders in the east they struggle with stuff in marriages. It's the same thing here in the west. Uh, that, that they're not elite. They're just Died to self and obedient to you, and just love you so much that nothing else matters. So, that is the prayer that I want for the West that we love you so much that nothing else matters in our life, that we seek after you to behold your beauty, like we started off reading that scripture at the beginning of this broadcast. So, just we, we thank you for what you are doing and for who you are, but may we break. These traditional mindsets that we have, because you want to move so powerfully, so God stir, deconstruct us, so we can just see you clearly and not have anything cloud uh, that communication with you, God. We seek after you. We're not trying to pose as uh, you know elite Christians or celebrity Christians or anything like that. We're not trying to grow our ministry or our brand or anything like that. We want to just behold your beauty. Operate from peace, operate from rest, operate from overflow, so that your move can continue to grow and happen in a rapid way as we move towards
0: the end of the age. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, in the book of Romans, see Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 1, it tells us, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly yeah. acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, Mike, something that's a truth that's so simple yet powerful that we as believers need to always be mindful of is that so much of the Christian life we're called to live a life of sacrifice. And the best example, of course, is that of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who gave us his all, to make a way for us to be saved, and he calls us to follow him. We, too, are called to live a life of great sacrifice, but the fact is he's not asking too much because, again, he gave so much more than we did. We, too, should learn to live a lifestyle of sacrificially loving Jesus and loving people. And too often in our culture, the name of the game is convenience. It's comfort. It's what I can do if I have time, if I have it left over. We need to know that, Every believer, in every context, under every circumstance, we're all called to live a life of sacrificially loving and following the Lord Jesus. But any thoughts that come to mind about that?
1: Sacrifice is, is it's it's everything. Uh, we are what what I what we say is you know how do we become comfortable with the uncomfortable? It's within the uncomfortable is where the Lord moves. Uh, the most, and where He shows up. He wants to show up. He's a good Father. He wants to provide for us. He wants to do it, but maybe get comfortable with being in the uncomfortable. Mm.
0: And that's so, so powerful. Our our time is just about gone, though, Mike, but um, again, to every single listener, we are inviting you to pray much for Mike Patino for Global Catalytic Ministries, and not only this ministry, but there's so many ministries, so many churches in different parts of the world that live with persecution every day, that churches whereby they see their fellow church members die every few days, they see their church members imprisoned or persecuted or in some way or another brutalized because of their faith. Father, more and more stir us to be a people that are willing to pray much for the persecuted church wherever we may find it and help us to know, Lord, that The work is ongoing. The work is daily. The work is to be sacrificial, that we're to give our all to you because, again, love is giving of ourselves sacrificially to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, every day to be about your business, following you one step at a time. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Mike, would you share one more time, if someone wants to learn more about Global Catalytic Ministries or be in touch with you, how they can do that?
1: Yes, you can uh, email me at mike at com, or you can go to catalyticministries.com and read more about what we're doing in Iran, Afghanistan, around the world, uh, and how to get connected with us. All right. Efforts.
0: And people, and if they want to give financially, they can do that through the same website as well?
1: Yes, everything they can go through the website, and they can connect with us there. All right.
0: Father, thank you again for Mike. Thank you for the ministry and the work of Global Catalytic Ministries. Father, raise up many more intercessors that will pray much and pray daily for the work of this ministry and raise up people that will support them financially and otherwise to accomplish your work and your will. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray and fully commit your heart and your life to the Lord as we pray now? Simply pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for all the wrong things that I've ever done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. Lord, you said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you, be in communication with you. My email is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. We very much would like to share with you some literature, that's going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Prayer tools, discipleship tools, we want to get that to you. So again, please email me again, joseph at AFR.net. Well, Mike, thanks so much again for coming and sharing about the great mission, the exciting and powerful work that God is doing through Global Catalytic Ministries. And to all of our listeners, please be sure and pray much for Mike Patino and Global Catalytic Ministries. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.